Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mute your mic for me, Max. I can keep them. All right. Welcome aboard. Maxime, welcome, brother. What's going on today? Well, how are you feeling, first of all? Uh, Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be with you, Jim. All right. How's uh, everything treating you with the uh, this these strange days that we're in lockdown? How are you finding it for yourself? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Can you imagine that we have a curfew here in Quebec? And you're not allowed to uh, be uh, on the road and outside your house after 8 o'clock p.m. until 5 o'clock a.m. We're not in a time of uh, war or something like that. I think last time we had that in Quebec was more than 65 years ago. So uh, it's a crazy time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've obviously, as you know, got something similar come to Ontario recently with the state of the emergency address uh, or, or order. Uh, it might as well be uh, a curfew because we're in lockdown with uh, only, I mean, dude, I, I'm having a hard time with this. And and you must be too. Uh, you know, I've got a little bit of history. I'm a multiple Green term, green Party candidate. So I, I'm a lefty that's been red-pilled. Now, I, I don't think there's many people that went from uh, being a conservative and took the blue pill and went over to the left side, but I, I know there's lots of people like me that as they age, they get more conservative. I I didn't know who Maxime Bernier was, you know, up in, well, I mean, you've made the news for a number of reasons, both political and personal over the years, but um, I, I, I'm having a hard time with my, uh, what it, with with me the way i'm feeling i'm so freaking angry and it seems like all i want to do when i come out here is bust narratives because people just just follow the leader to the slaughterhouse as my friend greg vesna would say and i feel like we're not doing any research we're just putting the mask on 
we're just saying, okay, if it, if it saves a life, I'll lock down and ruin my business. What's your whole take on this thing, man? I'm really struggling with it, as you can see. <laughs> Same thing for me. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at the politicians right now and what they're doing. They're implementing authoritarian rules. Uh, and, you know, when you have about 65%, 70% of the population who uh, agree with, with, with that, um, it's easy for a politician to go further and further and further. So the people are afraid. Uh, they look at that virus like it is uh, the end of the world. It is not. It is a virus. It is, yes, it is dangerous. And, um, but you must protect the elders. But right now, uh, it's like, you know, everybody is affected the same way with that virus. And that's not the case. So, um, and the, the worst of that, Jim, we don't have any opposition. We don't have any opposition in Quebec. You don't have any opposition in Ontario. You don't have any opposition in Ottawa because all these uh, politicians want to be in government and they look at the poll and they look at the survey and when they see that 70% of the population agree with all that, they won't do their job and they're not doing their job as the opposition. So that's why the PPC is the only party who's, <laughs> that is speaking against that and uh, and against the lockdown for more freedom and we will do it because also we have the science on our side if you look at what all these experts uh, are saying right now they <laughs> were saying the opposite uh, a couple of months ago uh, starting by the world health organization uh, and also in the U.S., uh, the CDC in the U.S., they were saying that uh, masks are not efficient. They were saying that log lockdowns won't solve anything. And now they are saying the opposite. So if you do some research, you'll see that a lot of studies made by these experts were showing that, you know, lockdowns, it's not working. It's an experiment uh, that didn't work in the past. And uh, the doesn't work today. So yes, uh, I can understand that people are like you, uh, tired of these kind of uh, politics and policies that are against uh, our freedom. And, um, and that's why we are fighting for you. We are fighting for all Canadians. How else would you say that your party is different from the traditional parties? I mean, we, we have disaffected uh, voters all over the place, but we have disaffected members and candidates from all the parties, the Greens, the NDP, and certainly the Liberals and the PCs right now. I, I, I don't know if it's your target more would be the Conservatives because they're already right-leaning in their belief system, but what do you say to people that differentiate yourself from the big five or whatever it is, the, the, the traditional parties, if you would? Yeah, we're not telling them what they want to hear. Mm. And, you know, it's a little bit different be different than the other establishment political parties because they're doing survey polling and uh, and they're building their policy on that to be sure to have the maximum support we are doing the opposite we don't do any polling we don't do any survey we look at the challenges that we have as a society and we think that we have the best solution based on individual freedom and western civilization values so and we have the solution and maybe 
the solutions are not uh, popular right now, but we have the right ideas and we just have to be out there and to speak about it. That's what we're doing. So we are really doing politics differently because uh, if I'm, you know, taking uh, the lockdowns, for example, um, about 20, 25% of the population uh, agrees with our, with our position on lockdowns. So theoretically, we have maybe 70% of the population that is against our position. So, but for us, that's not the way we're doing politics. We think that, you know, it's bad what happened right now. We must speak about it. And we believe that the more we speak, the better it will be and the more support we'll have. So that's very different. Usually a traditional political party will speak about something when they will have 40% of support and they will hope that they can increase that to 50%. For us, that's not a criteria. It's something must change. We are speaking about it and our goal is to increase that. I'll give you an example. When I spoke against the cartel in supply management, the, car the dairy cartel, the eggs cartel, uh, we are paying twice the price for these products because of a bad policy called a supply management. So when I spoke, when I started to speak about that uh, a couple of years ago, I had maybe 5% support on that policy. Right now, people understand that these uh, producers are fixing the price. We are paying twice what they are paying in the U.S. for meal, poultry, and eggs. And they understand that we must change the policy. We have more support right now. So that's the way we are doing politics, and we just have to be patient. But you know, we have we had 1.6% of the vote at the last election, and our goal is to increase that maybe to 5-6% at the next election. I understand that I won't be prime minister after the next federal election. I won't be the leader of the opposition, but I will be the leader who will lead on great freedom ideas and fight for Canadians. And I think that's important. And we, may, we will have more support than we had at the last election. And we, uh, we will grow. And you know, I'm, uh, I'm doing things that I like and I, I won't do any compromise with our ideas because right now they are not as much popular as uh, other ideas. I think they're the, there's the, we have the right ideas, so we must go and fight for it. And that's what I want to do. I consider myself a patriot. I would probably uh, would put you in that class as well. But patriots almost become a bad word now. And I hear you saying Western culture. You know, I put it on my Twitter profile. I, th I think it's kind of humorous. It comes from, uh, um, um, she's Gavin McInnes, who said, you know, I'm a Western chauvinist. Not all cultures are created equal. You know, maybe we should be treating them equal. That's fine. Not all religions are equal and not all civilizations are equal. I think the West is the best. How do you say that without coming across as a, whatever they want to label you when you say that, intolerant, uh, racist, what? How, how do you get across the point that we live in the best society known to man ever created in Western culture, whether it's you know Western Europe or whatever, or there's many democracies that practice Western civilization. So how, how do you say that without you know, appearing or at least to the uninitiated hearing, oh, well, that's not very tolerant. Yeah. But there's always a risk. Uh, and, um, you know, I'm taking that risk. 
actually the Conservative Party tried to paint us, uh, we at the PPC, as a racist party because yeah. our position on immigration is to have uh, lower, uh, fewer immigrants and, and to have a moratorium on immigration right now when you have a, uh, an un unemployment rate very high like today, when you are in a recession like today. So, but, uh, you know, that's a risk. And I know it's not true. You know, we are doing politics based on these ideas that Western civilization and being <laughs> and promote these ideas. But being Canadians is a privilege. And, and you know, our borders must not be open to everybody. Uh, and uh, yes, the risk is people, your opponent will can say that uh, try to put you in a corner with that racist card or things like that. But you know, actually, I'm in court uh, actually right now against uh, Kinsella that was working for the Conservative Party of Canada, and he, his job was to uh, discredit the PPC based on our policies, and um, and so uh, that was defamatory and I will win that case. Uh, so there's always a risk, but in life, you have to do what you believe in with passion and conviction, and that's what I'm doing, and I'm feeling very good. I don't know the whole thing about Warren Kinsella, and I, we don't need to get into it right now, but he seems to no. be a little off sometimes. I like Warren. I've interviewed him before. He seems like a, a hopeless lefty to me, and that means to me that you really can't get through, you can't negotiate, you can't even find common ground a lot of times with these guys. Do you have a Warren Kinsella in your camp as far as like every guy needs that operative, that that shark to do the dirty work for you? Does the PPC have an experienced guy like Kinsella? I don't mean that, you know, what Kinsella practices, but I think everyone needs like a guy in their war room like that. Do you got one like that? No, no, because we're too busy to promote what we believe in. And our job is not to do uh, negative ads or, or you know, we're, we're telling people what we are seeing right now and what must be the changes that we must have for having a, a freer society, uh, a government in Ottawa that would be smaller, that would respect Canadians. So we don't have time. We don't want to waste our time to be negative we uh, try to be positive uh, and putting forward our ideas. So that's, that's not my style and uh, we won't change. What do you consider to be the most important issues of the next election coming up? What are you gonna stand on as far as what you're promoting? And you know, I like the idea, I think it's a tried and tested uh, strategy of three to five points that you just hammer home all the time. What are you gonna concentrate on this time around? Yes, you're absolutely right, Jim. We must uh, concentrate uh, on a couple of policies. Uh, we had a, a, a comprehensive platform, but during that election, we will ask our candidates and, and myself and the party to focus on a couple of ideas. And, and one of them must be, uh, if we have an election this spring, uh, all the question of the lockdowns, and that will be uh, very important for us. Uh, if you are tired of that, we will be the only option. So we'll ask Canadians to look at that and, and vote for the PPC uh, if they agree with our position on lockdowns. So that would be important. The other important also uh, policy would be uh, cancel culture and all our freedom mm -hmm. and freedom of speech. Uh, we are the only party who speak about it and won't be afraid to uh, 
fight uh, that cancel culture, that cultural war that we're having right now in this country. Um, that would be an important part of our platform. Uh, immigration will always be an important part of our platform. Uh, we need to control our immigration. We need to be sure that the people who are coming to our country would be able to integrate to our society. Uh, we want them to be able to have a job and, and to participate in our society. So, and we want people who share our values, uh, like I just said, Western civilization values, individual freedom, personal responsibility, respect, and fairness. So that, that's so important. Uh, we will focus also for sure on the economy. Uh, the economy will be important. Uh, we are in a recession right now. And the solution that we have, it's uh, the federal government uh, with, his, uh, with their huge deficit and debt, uh, that's that's not sustainable. We need to have uh, another uh, way to do it. So to have a government in Ottawa that would be smarter, that will uh, spend the money that they have and, and not uh, spending the money that we don't have by borrowing it or by printing it. As you know, the Bank of Canada is buying Canadian bonds, so they're printing money. We'll have inflation down the road. The road that would be bad for Canadians. Inflation is a hidden tax, uh, a tax that you don't see, but uh, you can have the same amount of money in your pockets, but you won't be able to buy the same amount of goods and services with inflation. So we must fight that. And, and, and that would be important. The economy would be, would be important. Uh, and because as you know, right now, the federal government is throwing money on everything like uh, money is falling from the sky. They're giving money to other countries um, and we don't have that money. So that would be an important part of our platform. So yes, we will try to focus on uh, some of these ideas and to be known for that. Our biggest uh, challenge right now, a lot of uh, Canadians don't know that we exist. So we just have to be out there and I'm very pleased to have this opportunity to be with you, Jim, today. Well, you've always been generous with me, so I appreciate that. Thank you, uh, Max. Uh, what type of issues, and do you think it might get you in hot water if you start to give your, can and I really appreciate this, giving your candidates latitude on some of the important issues, but if I'm you know, chosen to run for your party and I say, well, I'm in favor of proportional representation, that, that that fits into your big four, respect, responsibility, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I've heard you say before, as long as it matches with our uh, value system, uh, I'll give some latitude to the candidates. And, you know, I, I know we spoke last time about the candidate, uh, maybe it was in Calgary, that had a, a private member's bill that she was ready to bring forward on abortion, on late-term abortion, I think it was, or something like that. Uh, what issue, what, what are some of the big issues that you're going to give your candidates latitude on and how do you kind of keep them in line so that they don't go out and say, hey, I'm, you know, the PPC and we're for a flat tax. And, and then you're sitting there and you go, what do you mean? We never talked about a flat tax. Stop it. Yeah. So, so first of all, uh, we, we cannot control them. We are a small team and, and we will choose our candidate based on on what they believe in. If they believe in our platform, that would be perfect. Uh, and we'll, uh, we'll do our best to, to have a, a candidate in every riding in this country. That can be a challenge if we have an election soon, uh, but that will be our goal and we'll see. We'll, but uh, for them, I think they will have a lot of latitude for um, 
local issues. You know, okay. they know their community, they know their right. region better than me and, and better than anyone because they want to represent their people. So they will have a lot of latitude to speak about the the, the preoccupation of their people in their writing. But at the same time, they must share our values and they will right. they will we will ask them to speak about our four or five priorities that would be important uh and um, uh, you know i hope that i believe that people are 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 responsible and um, and i don't want to police them that's not our role we cannot do that right. so we'll uh, we'll choose them based on a on a set of principle but they will have a lot of latitude to speak about the important issues in their writing fear seems to be uh, such an um a productive strategy in politics it seems to be used all over the place i see it everywhere and uh, although you uh, maybe you don't take that position as far as a strategy goes but uh, i do enjoy pointing to the hypocrisy of the other uh, parties and right now you got the cpc the conservative party of canada kind of new again with a new leader they're searching for their feet. They're stumbling all over the place. Aaron O'Toole it looks like a marshmallow to me. He's got no backbone. And you know what, Max? You know, I might not agree with... No, I, I hate that people have to even say that. You know, oh, I, you know, I, I want to start this by saying I don't agree with everything Max says. <laughs> no, ridiculous. Obviously, we don't agree on everything. But, you know, when you, when you get in the habit of pointing to the hypocrisy of other... Uh, parties, especially like the CPC right now, which seems to have no a backbone at all. And again, that's what I like about you. Like you bring your value system no matter what. I love when you say, I'm not going to tell them what they want to hear. I'll tell them what I think they need to hear. And, yeah. you know, as a politician, that's kind of scary. But what have you got to say about the state of the Conservative Party right now and what they're doing and their lack of commitment to almost anything? They don't seem to have a firm policy on any of the issues right now. Because that's not in their EDA, you know, that's not part of them doing politics based on principle. That's not them. So what they're doing, I know them. I was one of them. Uh, so what they're doing, they're so busy right now to do polling and focus group. That's a very expensive. They have a lot of money because their only goal, it is to win, to be in government. So yes, they're doing a lot of polling. They're doing a lot of survey or focus group to know what you want to hear. And after that, they will speak. So right now, that's why Aaron O'Toole cannot take, take a stand on, on different subjects because he doesn't want to do that. He, do, he doesn't know how many people will be on this on one side versus the other side so he has to wait he has to do this polling and when they'll be ready maybe uh, three weeks before the election they will go out and they will tell you things that you like to hear but also they will use the right word word uh, you know they, they they are testing everything so like that you you can be sure that maybe half of what they will tell you during the election, they won't do it if they're in government. So they're so focused to be in government that they forgot who they are and they, mm. they're not conservative anymore. They, they, they are centrist, uh, leftist political party. 
And that's why there's no difference between O'Toole and Justin Trudeau on a lot of issues right now. Mm, I appreciate that. Uh, I don't know if this is a silly question. It's kind of a fantasy. Uh, you can dodge it if you like. But if you had all absolute power and a magic wand to change any policy or any law or anything, where would you start? If you had a, like a top three, uh, I don't know if immigration's in there. I know that you, you've obviously drawn attention to the fact that we're in a bad space right now economically. And just bringing in more people, you know, doesn't help our own people that are here now. So I don't know if that's, but if you had absolute power, what's the first, you know, maybe the top thing, three things that you might, might change immediately. But first of all, I think uh, you can do that easily if you are in government is to change the equalization formula. Uh, you know, oh. it's so important for the unity of this country, for the the future of our country for the prosperity of our now, country. Now, Max, just let it, me interrupt before you go too far on that. Just expand a little bit on what you mean by the equalization formula. Yeah, the equalization formula is the formula that it, it, the rich uh, provinces are giving money to poor provinces. That's part of our constitution. We need to do a kind of a redistribution of money from rich provinces to poor provinces. The idea is good, but the federal government uh, is in charge of that and we are paying tax and after that the federal government is giving that money to poor provinces like quebec uh, newfoundland uh, new brunswick but you can change it without doing any consultation and what i'm saying we must be less generous yes we need to have a formula like that in our country it's part of our constitution we won't change it but we don't need to be as generous as we are right now because we don't have that money and that's a bad incentive for poor provinces because they don't want they don't have the incentive to develop their natural resources to develop their own resources because if they do that they will receive less money from ottawa coming from the equalization formula so it would be easy you can do that by one cabinet meeting and change the formula mm. to be uh, fair for everybody and to be less generous. So that's something that we can do pretty quickly. Okay. You can also be sure to change the legislation to be able to build pipelines in this country. So that would be important. Also on immigration, we are in charge of our immigration system. I think it will be time to stop people uh, coming to our country by the uh, Roxanne Road in Quebec illegally. Mm, yeah. So we must stop that, something that we can do. Instead of having 350,000 people every year, new, new Canadians every year, we must uh, change that and uh, do our moratorium on immigration and having a real debate in Canada on immigration for um, how, much, how many people will be able to have in this country. So let's start that debate. There's a lot of things that we can do um, if, you have a, if you are in government. If you're not in government, at least you are speaking about that and the more people you'll convince, maybe uh, another political party will take your idea and, and run on it uh, mm. and, and do it. So for me, uh, that would be the two or three most important thing that you must do when you'll be in government. But also all that idea of uh, cancel culture, I think you must uh, uh, embrace a huge debate, more debates, and uh, having also maybe a, a parliamentary uh, uh, debate 
on the role of the the, the big tech, the Google, uh, mm. Facebook, uh, and all yeah. these big uh, tech corporations, uh, and the way that they're dealing with the free speech and our freedom. So we must have a debate. I don't know what would be the solution on that, but that would be important because it's scary what's happening right now on the 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 uh, the deplatforming of people that don't think like they like they want to. Tell me if I've got this right regarding Roxham Road. So the illegals bring their Gucci luggage from the States. They walk across an undefended border. They end up in the custody of Immigration Services. Immigration Services puts them in a paddy wagon or an ambulance or whatever and drives them to a hotel where they're to wait for their benefit check from welfare until their asylum or immigration papers are sorted. Is that actually how it works? Because there's people in my life that go, you know, listen, I worked all my life. I paid into this this CPP, this, uh, what do you call it, the pension fund. And these guys are walking across the border illegally. And instead of going to jail, they're getting more money than I get as an old age, old age pension. Is that actually how it works? Or am I being a little uh, sensational with it? No, no, you're right, Jim. That's that's what happened right now. It, it's uh, it's crazy, and that's why people, you know, uh, if you only on that subject, I think you have a, a majority of Canadians that are saying, you know, we must stop that, um, and uh, because it's unfair. Uh, it's unfair also for uh, Canadians who came from a different country mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. They came here by following the rules by respecting the rules at that time and now they are seeing people that can come to our country and after three years illegally and after three years uh, or five years being able to have a citizenship uh, and that's unfair so we must stop that the description your description of what happened right now in Canada that's the right one Mm. and that's sad it is sad I want to respect your time. I know you're a busy guy, but uh, uh, just on the way out, what are some of the issues that you hit or you're talking to people about that seem radical to people that haven't heard them before? You know, if you say, you know, I want to put a moratorium on on immigration, I'm not everyone's an, I'm not an expert on immigration, but I kind of lean that way because I'm like, okay, you know, it's kind of like the foreign aid thing. You know, I know it's a lefty policy to take care of the, the you know, the dark spots in the world so they don't come back to haunt you later. But more and more, I'm thinking, can we just concentrate inside our borders right now? So I just want to know, you know, as a man out there, maybe not as a political man all the time, when you're talking to people about some of these issues, what are some of the positions that you take or the PPC takes that some people might misunderstand as radical or strong-handed? But uh, the example of immigration is a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you must explain that to Canadians. And, you, and I'm telling them, you know, we want to put Canadian for Canadians first. And, and yes, we have to be generous. We have to, we must help our fellow Canadians that uh, need to be uh, helped by the, the government. Uh, I'll give you an example. You know, it's not uh, normal that today uh, in some reserve uh, northern of our country, uh, indigenous people over there cannot have uh, running water. Uh, Mm. So, you know, we must help our poor people in our country first. And I think when you're saying that, people understand. And yes, yes, we need more people to come in our country. But, you know, we need to be sure that Canadians would be able to have a job first. 
And I think you understand that we need to build this country and uh, we always need to be open. But we, this debate, when I'm speaking like that, yes, when you start a debate on immigration, uh, it's, it's, uh, it can be a tough sell in the beginning. But, you know, the, the, common, sell, the common sense will prevail. And, uh, and right now, that's why we have more support on speaking about immigration than we had in the past. And more people understand that, yes, if we like this country, we need to change that because we want our country to be like that in 20 years, in 10 years. Uh, what are the, some of the things that drive you crazy? Uh, for me, when I hear lies on mainstream media, I want to pull my hair out. It makes me insane. And it also drives me to action. I think there's no better time that I'm more passionate is when I'm wound up. So what gets you wound up? And then how do you kind of change the messaging into something hopeful? Because we can't just be angry and sell fear all over the place if we really want people to have hope what are some of the kind of things that, that drive you nuts and how are you trying to transform that into a positive message that leaves people hopeful instead of wanting to commit violence? <laughs> but but the, the loss of our freedom, you know, uh, we are a democratic country. When the Quebec government is telling Quebecers right now that you cannot uh, be outside your home mm. after 8 o'clock, oh, yes, you can be outside your home if you have a dog and you want to walk your dog. But, you know, you just have to do a small walk uh, about less than one kilometer. Uh, and, you know, I'm a runner. I like to run early in the morning. Right. And, uh, you know, I'll have to start my run only at 5 o'clock. Uh, usually I'm running around 5.30. That's okay. But I don't like that. And when I'm looking at people that they are saying, you know, it can be normal. But no, that's not normal. We need to, to fight that. We need to. And the federal government and the provincial government are promoting this kind of behavior. They want the population to be silenced and to understand, to abide to everything. And I think being a dissident, sometimes it's good. And um, yeah, I don't like what I'm seeing right now about mm, our freedom. And uh, we are there to fight for people. And our main message would be at the next election, you need our voice. Canadians need our voice because we are the only voice of reason and freedom. And, and so that's so important. And I hope that we'll have a lot of support. Uh, we, it's, it's, a, it, it, it's, a, it's a process that we started uh, 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 two years ago when we started the PPC and now we know that more people understand what we want to do but uh, I really don't like what I'm seeing in our society right now and all the cancel culture uh, also you know I like to debate we need to have more debates mm -hmm. uh, and we don't have that right now no we're shutting down the conversation and you know this idea you know 15 days to flatten the curve masks haven't controlled the spread we were told that we're still told wear your masks now stay home orders curfews travels I, I i'm fully convinced that in the middle of summer we'll have travel restrictions and in, in addition to the lockdowns maybe maybe i'm being a little a little bit dra dramatic there but none of this stuff has worked you know i had a friend of mine innocently said to me you know what jimmy i kind of think that the virus is going to do its own thing regardless you know regardless of what we do we're still going to have to deal we'll, we have a new virus and here's the ramifications of it 
But, you know, you mentioned the WHO. I don't like to quote them too much, but they even they came out and said lockdown should be the last resort. We've got people jumping out of windows, committing suicide, going to drugs and alcohol in record numbers. I feel like the lockdowns are going to kill more people than the virus does. And I heard 10 times the other day as far as, you know, ruining people's lives. But this idea that, you know, I heard Justin True, man, I, I don't know if I said this to you before, Max. I was so disaffected with Harper. Uh, I ran green that time. When just and I kind of still as a lefty, when Justin Trudeau brought his gender gender neutral, balanced whatever, I was still hopeful for him. I was still saying it's a new day. You know, I knew he wasn't the smartest guy around because that's I mean you don't need to you know it, it's pretty obvious he's done a great job putting smart people around him that know how to get elected. I'll give him that. But when he stands there and says, "Now we know this works." Because we did it last time. We did it in the spring. No, dummy. We did it in the spring and it didn't work. So you're lying straight to our face, dude. Like, I just, I can't believe that anybody believes what this guy will say. So now we're going into further lockdowns. We're losing more of our liberties. And all they want us to do, well, it's a power, it's a power grab. Obey, submit, do what your government tells you. I don't know about where you grew up, Max, but my government doesn't know what's best for my life. They really don't. Absolutely. And as a politician, I'm always saying, you know, you know better than me what is good for you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a big fat government that is telling you what you must do and, and what is good for you. You know, you, you must look at that and say, you know, just wait a little bit. I think people know better than the government or, or, or bureaucrats in Ottawa or in Quebec. So, it's so, and now because of the recession and, and it's tough for people and, and some of our fellow Canadians wants to just follow the rules. Yes, it's good to follow the rules, but you must be able to have a discussion about the rules. And that's what we don't have right now. So uh, I'm a little bit scared for the future. Uh, mm. We need to be out there. We need to express our point of view. And I'm doing that. But the, on the positive side, we have more and more support. So it's going well, and I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward for the next election. We'll be ready, and I'm we'll see. We're going to show to these establishment political parties that the PPC has a place, and, and we represent people that are tired of what they are seeing right now. If you had a message to Justin Trudeau and the leaders of this country, maybe provincial leaders, uh, and you, you could just get a message out and, 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 and attach some weight to it. What would you tell these people right now as far as, you know, trying to use some common sense and, and change the direction? Because, and I'd like you to finish up with this, maybe on a positive note, but if we don't get it right, if we keep going down this path, what kind of world are we living in 10 years from now, five years from now, even two years from now? I mean, you say scary, and I... <laughs> Max, I've, I'm not a hopeless person. I don't suffer from depressive mentality or anything like that. And I, I feel hopeless in so many respects. Like, ah, well, you can't do anything about it. You might as well just lay back and enjoy it. No, I think people can do something. They can do the first thing I hope that people will do and people who are listening to your show, uh, 
if they're curious, they can go on our website, People's Party of Canada. Mm -hmm. We have the solutions over there. We need you. We need more people who are going to speak about it. They can follow us on YouTube. They can follow us on Twitter. And the more people will be part of that conversation with us, the better it would be for us mm -hmm. and for our country at the end. So I believe that we can change things, but it can take some time. But we have the time for that, and, um, and we'll see. Uh, the positive message is important, but at the same time, people must understand that it's a big mess in Canada right now. It's a mess mm -hmm. on, on the economy. It's a mess because also of the virus. It's a mess also on the unity side. When you have people in Western Canada that are seriously thinking about separation, I know what it is. You know, uh, I'm, I'm coming from Quebec. It's not good. There's no unity anymore. And you have the federal government and the Conservative Party of Canada that, that are doing nothing about it. They don't speak about the most important issues that they have in Western Canada, and they don't want to speak about it. So that's scary. But we are there. We have the solution. And actually, I will maybe be in Red Deer, Alberta at the end of February, if it's possible, and, and speaking about our vision of the country. The vision is simple. We need a radical decentralization in Ottawa. We need mm. to respect our constitution. We need to give power back to provinces and to people. So that would be part of the, of the subject and, and, and uh, the part of my speech. But also it's important to say that to Western Canadians, but also to people living in Quebec, in Ontario, that you know, when you have a government that don't respect the constitution, Mm -hmm. you, you, there's no, there's no uh, prosperity that can come from that. There's no, there's no unity that can come from that. So that would be an important subject. And I believe that people, if they want to know a little bit more about us, they can just look at our platform and they will see that we won't change. We won't change our policy because maybe, you know, today it's not popular and people want to hear something. No, we need to do a reform in this country. This country is bankrupt right now with Trudeau, with the, the deficit, the debt. We'll have to pay for that. We need to do a big reform, and we are not scared of speaking about that. So that's a, that's a big difference between us and all the other political parties out there. I like the way you put that, radical decentralization, because usually you think a radical is something bad. Decentralization to me means that the people closest to the problem, the issue at hand have the authority, the resources, and the power, i.e. the money, to fix said issue. Governments in Ottawa don't know what's best for St. Catharines or Fort Erie or none of it or what have you, you know? like um, So I'd like to hear you say that. Um, and. I don't I don't know if if this if this is a strategy or not. No, no, but, no. But it's it's a, you know I said that, uh, but at, at the last campaign I said we must uh, respect the constitution. But when you look in details, respecting the constitution because what the government, the federal government, the liberal government is doing right now, they are not respecting the constitution. So you need to go back to what was the constitution. Uh, in 1867 and to do that it the impact of that will be a radical decentralization mm. you know health care it's a provincial jurisdiction the federal government must be out of that but yes you just said provinces must have the money to deal with that give them the money that the federal government is receiving 
from the uh, <clears throat> from the uh, GST. So give the GST to provinces, they will have the money to deal with healthcare. And there's a lot of subject like that, that the federal government uh, is doing, and it's against the constitution. So you need that radical decentralization mm. to respect the philosophy of our, of our constitution. Just on the way out, Max, what do you think the, um, the strategy of bringing race into everything, you know, I, again, I can't, I, I want to pull my hair out when Justin Trudeau stands before the country and says, you know what, every single system, every government agency, the RNC, uh, the RCMP, they're all systemically racist and we need to stop that. You, you know, like people actually do believe certain things that they hear. And if they don't go and research the fact that this systemically means absolutely all the way throughout, top to bottom, side to side. Our institutions aren't systemically racist. Yes, life is unfair. Yes, racism probably happens. It's on the margins. It's not a, but then you've got a, a guy like Justin Trudeau coming out here and trying to tell the country that these systems are broken, need to be burned to the ground and rebuilt completely because we suffer from something that actually doesn't exist. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There's no systemic racism in this country. There is uh, institutional racism in this country. That's the Indian Act. It's a racist act. We need to get rid of that. That's it. And that's the position of the PPC. But there's no systemic racism. And I'm very tired of always, you know, having a special program for black entrepreneurs, having a special program for uh, uh, gay uh uh, entrepreneurs yeah. so you you know <laughs> <laughs> we need to judge people by their character like uh, mm. uh, mr luther luther king said and not by the color of their skin so that's that's the basic and uh, if you look at the Trudeau government right now they try to put everybody in a group and and, and pushing but it's unfair it's unfair for for canadians so a fair policy it is to judge people by their character a meritocracy that's what it is and uh, that's not what we are here right now in canada just a closing statement on the way out uh max what what are your promises to canadians as far as you as a leader as a man of what they can expect from you as far as you know what you will do and what you won't do what what they can expect from you that might be different than yeah. You know, Listen, politics is say whatever it takes to get elected. I, I hear that you're not on that bandwagon. Thank God. Because, yeah. you know, you're a member of the Conservative Party of Canada for a long time. That's their playbook, exactly. It's every major, um, maybe the Greens don't fall into that. Because even as a Green, and I think the Greens would still say, hey, listen, this is hard news. It, it's not popular, but you need to hear it. So what are the promises you make to Canadians on the way out as far as, you know, your personal beliefs and who you are as a human being? Well, first of all, I can tell them that I won't change. And, you know, uh, I believe what I'm seeing and uh, I won't do any compromise with my principle. Uh, I don't like the word compromise. Uh, when you do compromise, you're a weak person. Uh, I'm not weak. I think we have the best ideas and we must fight for that. And I will always fight for what I believe. So if you support the PPC, you won't have any surprise. Actually, the platform that we run on at the last election 
will be the same platform. We will just update our platform right now, but we will put forward maybe two or three or five policies that are so important. We will a little bit more focus on these policies, but I'll be the same guy. I'll be the, I'm, I'm not, and if you don't like what you hear right now, don't vote for us. Don't vote for me because I won't change to please you. I, I want you to go on our website to read our platform and say, okay, you like it? You think we have we are we have the solution for this country? Help us to build a better and a freer country. My brother, thank you so much for your time. I just personally, I want to also thank you. I mean, calling me on New Year's Eve was so cool. I saw Max Bernier come across my phone. I'm like, oh yeah, this is a fundraising call. They want me to dig it. They're going to give me money, and then it was you. So thank you for that. It really put a human face on the fact that uh you know a, a politician can have one of those i guess but so so thank you for that max you've always been in, you know really generous with your time today i kind of overstepped my bounds with the time limit a little but but that's what we do as hosts so <laughs> i really so appreciate it. i'm going to be cold and just drop you from this because i've had some uh broadcasting issues today as far as it didn't get out to facebook tell martin i'm sorry about that uh i will post it up later but it's on twitter it's on d live and twitch and uh periscope but uh, i appreciate that i want to thank you jim it's always a pleasure to be with you all right my brother thank you very much we'll talk again soon i'm looking forward to it thanks max yeah thanks have a nice day all right, cheers Bye. You too. all right that's how you do that that's max bernier wow um i'm a big fan uh like him as a man i like his value systems I like that he doesn't change for anyone. He's not going to bend um, as far as his principles go. And that, to me, geez, it's so uncommon in a politician. Here he is on the fake book. You, you can find him there. Uh, you don't need my notifications coming up there. Uh, it's been a barrage of notifications today. Uh, there's Maxime Bernier. He's on the fake book, and he's also right here on Twitter. Um Go check him out at Maxime Bernier on Twitter and uh, the PPC's party. Is, sorry, the PPP. The PPC is the People's Party of Canada. And if you go to the People's Party of Canada.ca, that's how you find out what they're for. Um, what do they call them? For freedom, fairness, responsibility, and respect are four fundamental values. Freedom, fairness, responsibility, and respect. Sounds good to me. I'm Jim Fannin. Thanks for checking it out today. Peace, love, hug your neighbor, and for God's sakes, take that dirty diaper off your face. It's not working anyway. I'm out. <laughs>